Welcome to Couch Crouches. This is Jim. I'm Joe. I'm Gonzo. Look who's back. Back and better than ever. Yeah, rub it in, why don't you? No. Yeah, <laughs> I no. had tech week, I meant man. both of you. Hey, I, I, I also no, 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 was no. not here Oh, yeah, you week. had tech week, No, too, no. Right? Last, I want to thank, um, again, thank Mallory very much for um, for coming in and uh, doing what has really been... Um, she came here physically? Yeah, she, she, she was sat here? in your seat. Huh? It's a, it was a real good episode. Yeah, actually, I so, so people, um, you should. People have uh, really said very nice things about it. So um, thank you for all you that have... Um, Reached out and said you enjoyed it. Um, and thanks to Mallory for stepping up and. Uh, Sorry, I missed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that would have been fun to be here for. Well, well, and a couple of people asked me about something that I mentioned on the podcast and something we're gonna we want to do pretty soon. Pretty soon, I do want to put together the panel that we've talked about. Of um, which one of the panels? I know there's a couple nerds slash geeks in the LGBT <laughs> community, and kind of do a couple people. Mm -hmm. um, Mallory said she would come back. Um, uh, Sam said he'd be happy to do it. Um, at least I think you did, Sam. On the last time, I, last time I mentioned it to you, and then um, we had a couple other people I know. At one point in time, Adam said mm -hmm. he would do it, and he said maybe he would come and do it in character. Oh, so maybe he Gigantic. came to see the show. Oh, did he? Yeah, Great. he was there. So yeah, we. So you had Tech Week. Yeah, you had Tech Week. Yep. I'm not involved in a show right now, so no. let's go around. Thank God for small favors. And, well, Jesus, it's gonna get it's gonna get bad for me in a minute. I forget how much I hate Tech Week until I do oh, Tech Week. No kidding. So let's go around in a circle. Um, how did your uh, How did your tech and your opening go, Gonzo? Tech was a nightmare, but uh, opening was pretty good. Yeah. yeah so yeah, we um, seem to be doing just fine. Gonzo's playing Ernst in Cabaret, yeah. and from what I've heard from a couple people, it's quite good. And I think that I will be taking like a year off of auditioning from anything with a Nazi or a German even <laughs> yeah, in it, because bad I'm, I'm burnt out. You get yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, we had the act break, I was filling up a prop at the water fountain, mm -hmm. cause it, which took me out into the public area, but the faucets are gross theater faucets, so <laughs> yeah. people are going to drink this prop gin I'm gonna fill it with the water fountain and two people walked by and I just overheard them go well his song was good so, well thank you I yeah. guess <laughs> if you're struggling to find a compliment for the Nazi in the show then uh I guess I'm doing my job right exactly yeah absolutely and Joe how was your tech uh well tech was um now Joe's stage managing the the Adams family for his uh yeah. local high school I, I was I was uh, teching and then opening and then closing the day after. So that's right. It was yeah. only one weekend. Um, but uh, tech went interestingly. Had uh, almost had a couple fist fights break out during tech. Yeah, but, Jason uh, was that's what, that's Yeah, who were you gonna me. punch? I wasn't gonna punch anyone. <laughs> uh, I was I was gonna strangle a couple kids, but that was well. That's what, kid, that's what kids are for. Um, but uh, no, I mean you, I did have the schnapps incident. Mm. You had the schnapps incident. Yeah, so that day that was going to be the end of the world, a blizzard that came through on, what, Wednesday or something? Yes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, we you know, I woke up, I looked at the weather app, and it said, oh, no, it's going to snow all day. So I said, I'll work from home. Mm -hmm. And the night before, we had said, oh, we won't have rehearsal. It's going to snow uh, all day. I know where this is. And then it didn't snow. So I had my bottle of schnapps that I needed to empty for the uh, for the prop, <laughs> and I decided I was going to empty it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Well, the and right then, way. The yeah. right way. And then an hour before rehearsal was set to start, we get a message in the group that says, hey, I'll see you all soon. Which point is, fuck, I've just drank half a bottle of schnapps. 
Well, I'm going to rehearsal, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. That's me bumping into the microphone, by the way. Yeah, that was a that was a time. I yelled at people. Then I apologized for yelling. You at yelled people. at people never. Hey, Tech Week, man. I yelled at people. It's it's not a yeah, show but, until yeah, it's your I job. Yell at people. It's not a show until I yell at people. Well, you know, it's... and it's not a Phoenix show until I angrily throw a prop into the audience area because it decided to break on me. Yeah. I did that too, by the way. That wasn't uh, right. that wasn't rhetorical. I I did yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Of course you did. Yeah. So, but question is, before you threw the prop, did you have its consent? <laughs> I don't think I could have this conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's an yeah. inside joke in case anyone's wondering. Uh, but, um, yeah, Adam Stanley went well. My trip to Florida went well. Oh, uh, that's right. You yeah. went to Florida. Yeah. So Joe, Joe has got himself a new girlfriend. He has. Tell us about her, Joe. Uh, my girlfriend's name is uh, Rachel. She's oh, we're giving names even. Well, I, I didn't have to give a last name, but she's uh, her name's Rachel. She's very cool, and I like her a lot. And uh, she's moving to San Francisco in six months, so we're gonna. <laughs> so Joe will be moving to San Francisco in eight, I'm sure. We're gonna we're gonna have some happiness while we can, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. You know. All right. I'm, I'm trying to be as practical as possible, but I also like this couple a lot. So good, good. Yeah. Well, well, we will. Uh, sure, we'll... but when I do it, you hit the nerd button. What are you talking about? When you do what? When I start to talk. No, no, you're going to do it. It's not even about me. Joe, say something else about this Rachel here. Huh? She's, uh, you know, she's a choreographer. She's choreographing You're in Town right now. So what did uh, so you say, Gonzo? <laughs> it's going to be a real short podcast if I just stop talking. Oh, don't be like that. Um yeah, life's been pretty good. Oh, uh, should I announce the news that I was able to announce? Well, today? that was going to be the next thing I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. So we talked last time that uh, saying that Joe had some big news coming up that he wanted that he was looking forward to sharing. So, uh, Joe, why don't you whip it on us? So um, a couple months back, I entered one of these uh, Omaze charity competition raffle type things where. Uh, you would win a trip to London, fly out there, have dinner with Luke Evans, who, for those of you who don't know, played... Uh, don't say he played Dracula. No one knows no, him from playing he, he fucking played, Dracula. He played Bard the Bowman in uh, the Hobbit trilogy, and uh, he's had quite a few other roles. He was in the terrible Holy Three Musketeers shit, movie. Yeah, yeah. I still don't know who it is. Uh, he was Gaston in the uh, live-action Beauty and the Beast. Didn't see it. Um, I, I mean, I know of it. I'm sure. I'm sure if you saw his face, you'd recognize him. But um, so uh, it's a trip to London. Fly out, meet him, have him serenade you over dinner. Have uh, him serenade you. That was part of the competition. Um, and so uh, that's what you get for putting your phone that close. I, to the yeah, table. It's, it's my. It's totally my fault. I'm just. Well, I'm trying to pull up a uh, a picture of the dude for yeah. you. I uh, I won the contest and we'll be flying out to London at some point in 2018 to go meet Luke Evans, who is a very handsome no? man. Mm-hmm. Where else would I know him from? Uh, I, I, I just don't know who he is. I, it's okay. I mean, we, he's, could, we could just end it with me saying that's I don't okay. know I mean, he, he's, he's a good actor. He's a yeah. good actor. Seems um, like a very nice guy. I don't really yeah. watch Based on the movies. No, you're not, you're not mm-hmm. a big movie person, right. no. Um... I'm trying to think of what else I know him from, though. That fucking... Oh, dude, he was in Fast and the Furious 6? I didn't know that. Yeah. He was in Clash of the Titans? I yeah. saw Clash of the Titans. He was Apollo, I think. 
Oh no! That was shit. his like that was his first big. Role I haven't seen that remake of, in fucking age. ages. Yeah, so. his, he uh, he was um, no the, owl. He was on the West End. There was no fucking owl. Oh, that's actually not a hundred percent true. No, they pulled it out and then threw it away, right? Precisely. Yeah. Yes, they did. That was bad. It's worse than no owl. I, yes, sequel is dick. worse. So, um, all right. Well, cool. Um, How about you, Jim? Well. Well, Joe, what does Rick James have to say about your uh, thing? Hold my drink, bitch. So, um, I'm going to use that That was one. not a stretch at all. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm going to call you on that. No, you can. You can. I was just trying to pull it up. Uh, what's going on with me? Um, hmm. What is going on with me? I want this gaff tape. Take it. You can't have it, though. I know. Cause that, that, that's, it because that is Jamie's gaff tape. I know. And, uh, you know what happens. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything I can talk about? No. Um, it was no. great for an audio format. No, it's I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. There's nothing better than that. Um, <laughs> At least when I grabbed the gaff tape, I knocked it around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, basically, no, no, nothing nothing, nothing of, of note is happening with me as of now. Mm-hmm. Um, working, um, trying to put together a show. We have a... Um, we have a our first, well, actually, it's our second production meeting on Friday. You, you I hear Dan was at the other one. Dan who? Dan East. Yeah, I didn't invite him. Yeah, I know. JP I mean, I love Dan East, JP brought him but, but I had no idea he was going to be there. Um, and that just ended up being a finance meeting. JP's ruined mm-hmm. all of my dreams of buying some uh, straight razors for that, too, because <laughs> he says he's going to rent them. Because they need to have special effects. I could make them with special effects. Yeah, but you'd also make them practical. And no, <laughs> no. Just because I want to be in the show doesn't mean that I would kill the actors who were in the show. I've never done it yet. Kills the actors by bullets. <laughs> Kills the actors. You ever eat with one? There you go. Um, so yeah, no. I, I'm get, my, my theatrical endeavors will get much busier very soon. Right. Um, Shit, that I'm beginning means me to. Too, huh? Yeah, I'm afraid so. I'm beginning I to. I thought I was out, and I won't be far behind. No fucking way. Um, uh, yeah, I'm beginning to put some stuff together. I have begun um, mm-hmm. designing some stuff, and but you're auditioning, aren't you, Joe? Yeah. So yeah. I won't be far behind you guys. Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually don't think I'm auditioning. You can if you like. Yeah, I, I think I'm better off just working it. Okay. Well, whatever makes you happy. Um, all right. I I'll, got words for later when we stop recording too. Okay, that's fine. Sure. All right, so in the meantime, I guess we're going to news. start the show. Um, we got some news. Um, so I'll go first cool. um, because it's – I only have – well, actually, why don't you go first because you have two, right? Yeah, I got All two. Right, I have one. Um, and they're, they're two uh, sort of smaller but sort of I, – I went for um, the geek news that I could find – Mm-hmm. For the day, um, first news I saw was um, Disney is releasing a remastered version of the um, first six John Williams Star Wars uh, orca- or orchestral. Uh, the soundtracks, albums, really? That's cool. Um, on May the fourth this year for oh. Star Wars Day, that's going to be their big uh, big thing. So everybody was hoping they were going to do a. I was about to make that comment. Theatrical uh, re-release, yeah. but. We're getting the music. Yeah, I mean, so. I called it years ago. Mm-hmm. I did call it years ago when they first announced the uh, that Disney was taking over. I said, well, 
if there's one thing I can look forward to, because to be fair, they hadn't proved themselves to me yet. Mm-hmm. I said, if there's one thing I can look forward to, it's the fact that Disney really loves to release things from the vault. Yeah. Sure. And I would love a remastered and not fucked with mm-hmm. original trilogy. I think you'll see I would it. like to see Han be the only one who shoots. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I definitely think we'll see it. Mm-hmm. Um, At least they undid that green lightsaber that they did on that one, like the first Blu-ray release. It was bizarre, Mm -hmm. yeah. Where they just took it, made it green, and then, I guess, decided, oh, we made a mistake, let's make it blue again. It was bizarre. Hmm. It was bizarre. I know for a fact I saw it be green yeah. in one of the You're releases. not wrong. I oh, yeah. own it. I own but it. But I know in like the most recent Blu-ray releases, it's back to blue. Yeah. yeah. In the, in the, in the, well, yeah. yeah. Could have always just been bad color correction, but mm. I don't know. I think it was bad color correction. No, I don't think they meant to make it green. I think it, that's how it showed up. If you watch the original cut of the film, it's practically, it's not blue. It's practically white. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's just the rotoscope tube. Mm. So, um... Okay, well, the yeah. one the that's, my, that's my first bit of news. Well, keeping with the theme, um, I read today that um, in an interview, um, Mark Hamill kind of talked about how um, George Lucas would have ended Episode Nine, like mm-hmm. what, what how his trilogy uh, would have um, ended. And I will tell you, right, I, I, I'll get Skywalker came back from the dead. <laughs> Well, he says, I happen to know that George didn't kill Luke until the end of episode nine after he trained Leia, which is another thread that was never played upon. Um, I just, you know, okay, so here's what I have to say. Because Lord knows we needed to continue the Skywalker story arcs and not open it up to a larger universe. Well, no, they've done that. But the fact is the Star Wars saga. Yeah, and then they got rid of the larger universe. Yeah, but the fact is the Star Wars saga is about the Skywalker. The, the Star Wars saga is about the Skywalker family. And technically it still is because Kylo Ren right. is so, Skywalker. So everyone's going, well, it shouldn't be about the, the Skywalkers. No, but it is about the Skywalkers. Just because you want more, that's fine. They'll go and they'll make more. But so the much. Star Wars saga is about the Skywalker family. So much of my brain wasted on EU that no longer matters. What are you talking about? They keep integrating it back yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. We got the so. Hammerhead cruisers. Now, all that matters is we have Grand Admiral Thrawn. We uh, got some of those. That looked like like a hyperspace beast or something sure, in sure. the uh, solo trailer. Yeah. Even if it's not, if it's a, uh, if they weren't in hyperspace, it might have just been a nebula. Mm-hmm. It's still then maybe cool. we're going more into what exactly the Kessel Run and the Maw is right. all about. I imagine they have to do the Kessel Run. Mm-hmm. But my opinion is... 12 parsecs. 12 parsecs. They're going to have to explain that shit away. I have to say, and again, as we're aware, I am a gigantic Star Wars fan. It's my mm-hmm. religion and everything. George Lucas is full of shit. I'm going to tell you guys right that right, right now. I have always believed this. George Lucas was like, well, I um, I put together this film and it was too big, so I cut it into three episodes. No, you didn't. You're not telling the truth. You made a science fiction remake of The Hidden Fortress, which was really good. And then you're like, well, that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. And then when they wanted a sequel, you wrote a sequel. And then when they wanted a sequel to that, you wrote a sequel to that. Don't tell me you had nine movies planned. I mean... Back in the seventies, you know, Mark Hamill said, "Oh, well, they're planning on doing a couple like every, you know, every every other year. It'll be like Bond, mm-hmm. which was fine. You get told that once it's successful, right? But don't fucking tell me that you always planned on Leia being, being um, Luke's sister. You didn't, because you practically, you know, like, yeah, whatever. You have a make out in the first yeah. movie. Um, well, they made out in the second movie, but um, there's a cheek kiss in the first. One. There's oh, a cheek yeah. kiss in the first movie." Um, and he's clearly in love with her in the first movie mm-hmm. and everything like that. And, you know, then you've got, no, and he, 
I love George Lucas. I love that what he made, but he's not, he's not, he's not deep enough of a storyteller mm -hmm. to tell it, you know, like, like a, a possible incest story. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even know if... Do you need to be a deep storyteller to tell an incest story? Well, I mean, you not have according to... according to anybody not on fanfiction.com. Exactly. <laughs> okay. But I also don't Sonic know... Sonic sucking his own dick. <laughs> wow. You started this. I did. I, did. Um, I also don't know if, if, he, if he decided that Darth Vader was a Skywalker mm -hmm. until right. the, until fucking Larry Kasdan and mm -hmm. put it in. I'm, I don't know. I, I mean, shit... Uh, Grimoff Tarkin was clearly set up to be the biggest and baddest in uh, episode four. Mm -hmm. Well, he I mean, Leia the... sitting there saying, you know, to uh, Vader, I, you know, I expected Governor Tarkin to be holding your leash. Yeah. And it, I, I, my personal belief is until episode five, he didn't go, oh, oh, there's an emperor. Yeah, there's an mm -hmm. emperor. No, 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 no. They, they, they mentioned the emperor they in do, episode but... four. But I will say. He was say, set up to be like. Yeah. The biggest and baddest there. Well, he was the one. I mean, he fucking he ordered Vader around. Right. It's like he's he's the puppet master pulling the Emperor's strings in Episode Four. And yeah. Then you... Or at least Vader's strings. Right. You know. So yeah. I mean. So I don't know. It's just inconsistent. So it is. I, I agree with your theory. Yeah. With, I think, with you know, your approach. And honestly, I don't know why the need to deceive is there i mean mm -hmm. maybe maybe he's revising history in his own head which we all do sometimes mm -hmm. you know um especially it was like wow that was a great idea yeah i always meant to do that right, yeah. yeah there'll so. be a gungans for fuck's sake um, <laughs> so it just just makes me think of pat oswald <laughs> I, I don't want to know where the things I love come from. I just want to love the things mm -hmm. I love. Yeah. All right, so Joe, what's your third story? Um, so Second uh, story. What is the third story? So, yes, what um, is our third story? Marvel confirmed today in their latest uh, big release of Captain Marvel news that um, Clark Gregg will be in Captain Marvel, reprising his role as Phil Coulson. Oh, yeah, because it's a prequel. And Lee Pace will be returning, who played Ronan the Accuser in Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, because it's it's a prequel. Right. Because Captain Marvel takes place in the 80s. And that's fucking cool, though. So that's, uh, yeah, so they've confirmed both of them. I'm, I'm assuming Clark Gregg will get a little bit of the DH. He's, he looks essentially the same as he always had. Dude, but... he look, he's looked the same for yeah. 20 fucking years. But, um, <laughs> possibly make the it immortals up. don't like it when we point them out <laughs> uh, but i was they're I'm, gonna shut us down i'm You're pretty not wrong. i'm pretty excited about uh lee pace coming back because ronan i liked ronan i liked that first guardians a lot and um, yeah especially because you know it's captain marvel so the Kree are gonna be a big part of that story absolutely i mean because the, be. the original captain marvel was a Kree, and but he was a white Kree, and not uh, a blue Kree. Jude Racist. Law is is set yeah. to play Marvel. I don't know if like well, that, how, I mean, how widespread that knowledge is, but I learned have that today. they confirmed that though? I, don't, I think on, it's it's assumed. I think is it on IMDb? I think it was in the article that I read today. Where, where because yeah, I mean, I heard that when he got cast too. Uh, let me look. But um, um, I you know I like Lee Pace as well. I got to say, Lee, I think Lee Pace was the best thing about those Hobbit um, oh, yeah. prequels. I loved, I loved Legolas's father. Legolas's evil elf father. You know, I actually don't really remember watching the Hobbit prequels. I know that I did, because I believe that I live chatted with oh, Joe yeah, when I did. watched the Battle, yeah, of, the five Battle of Five Pages. Battle of Five Pages. <laughs> but, uh, 
Um, I, I don't actually remember anything about them. Oh, I know. I remember. I do remember a little bit, which was like Hobbit one. He wants the key, right? Or no, what does he want? The Arkenstone? Is, was that he wanted the, the first one? The Arkenstone, yeah. Or no, it was well, the first wa- one he wanted the key. Or he had a he key. He has the oh, key. No, no, oh, no, no he wants to go there. He then wants, the second yes. one is he wants the stone. And then the third one um, is he really forgets what he wants. And I guess there's drop bears. You're talking about um, Thor and Oakenshield? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I do actually have a second. Remember, oh, yeah. A second story, yeah. Remember the time that that there was that dwarf and the elf that were in love? That Shut, was your totally mouth. In Shut your fucking mouth. Shut your fucking mouth. Shut it. Shut it. Shut it. We need to go on that for 45 minutes. I would minutes. rather talk about the Star Wars Extended Universe. Okay, I can do this. Opening. Not right now. I can do this for so, you. So anyway, um, we do have a story. I do have do another story. Do you ever notice how it's no. only been like 20 <laughs> years since credits were and weren't an acceptable currency on Tatooine? There we go. So... <laughs> I mean, like, straight up. Uh, no, not the wall. Yeah, Watto doesn't want Republic credits. Yeah. He, he wants real money. But then Luke goes and sells his speeder to Jawas, who you would expect would be the ones who deal in local money and not Republic credits. He sells it, and he gets credits for it. Like, when did that happen? Did the Empire just swoop in and make a deal with the huts that says, hey, you can keep your hut space? If we give, if as long as you respect our currency, well, I mean, in theory, and we'll, we'll we'll take it a step further. Well, in theory, the huts, you know, I think the the huts like run the planet by proxy, because because take this for a minute. It is known, and we'll, we'll whip a little bit of expanded. Whoopi, no, no, hold whoopi, on. Whoopi, that was their currency, we'll, right? We'll, we'll whip a little exp- expanded universe onto that. I fucking read all those books too. Um. The planet Tatooine is actually under the jurisdiction of Grand Moff Tarkin because it's a planet in the Outer Rim territories, which is the Outer Rim and the Unknown Region of Space are under the governorship of Grand Moff Tarkin. So what I would say probably happened was um, back before, back during the Republic, you know, before the Empire took over, the there was obviously a very unstable economy. You know, where they whoopie were, whoopie-oopie, mm-hmm. where the Republic had credits, Republic Datteries is what they called them, which is fucking stupid, whatever, but still then referred to as credits. I'm going to burp. <clears throat> um, nice. Diet Coke. Um, also not a sponsor, along with uh, Angel's Envy. Uh, angelsenvy.com. Check them out and give us free bottles, please. Please. Um, so yeah, no, no. To buy. So what I'm thinking is, um, what happened was, once the, um, once the Empire took over the Republic, they went and they stabilized the economy and they went to their regions and they, they stabilized the economy. They introduced a consistent currency. They went and they pretty much, you know, converted the currency and then, you know, like established an exchange rate. And, uh, that's how they did it. And, you know, it just doesn't seem plausible considering the credits would still be built upon like the same infrastructure. I think I mean, that the entire I... thing is it's what's oh hold on, am I about to segue into something that we were gonna talk about later? I think that perhaps I am. Oh, you, you are you gonna go into like like a uh yeah. an how uh, money is global isn't even economy. real anymore. It's numbers. Well I, so But is has money ever been real? I mean, think about what a a dollar is simply a uh, it's a it's a legal tender note. It's it's literally 
it doesn't it doesn't even, it doesn't even represent gold anymore. Back when you had like the gold or silver standard, you know, at least you could say, well, if I give I'm not you about that, I'm talking about now. Well, hold on, no, no, let me finish for a second. Well, if I give you this dollar, you will give me one dollar. You, I can trade that as a commodity for one dollar's worth of gold. Which gold is also bullshit because people just said it was expensive because it was shiny and hard to find. Well, diamonds are the big one. But it is valuable now due to the fact that it's used extensively in a lot of modern electronics. Right. It's but true. back then it was just it's shiny. It and was pretty. Yeah. yeah, but it's been it's been sought after shiny and pretty for you know ten thousand yeah. years. Right. right. So that's my point though is that mm-hmm. uh, nowadays it's not even you know then all written out. It's still just numbers. But sure. You're now you don't right. need the computer to take care of all the accounting for you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you don't even need to go through the human element anymore. And I, I'd imagine that's what I a agree. republic credit <gasps> is. Oh, sure. And that's why it's called a credit. Is it's, and they would. That's why they didn't frequently have like mm-hmm. coins in the EU. And before. yet, and yet, they Han did, Solo does they did throw it. Yeah, they yeah. did mint some coins. Yeah. But but in for Star the most Wars, part, it seems to be yeah. that they just present basically just yeah. a card yeah. that. Transfers this number to you, and yet, and yet Han Solo fine. does after he kills Greedo, throw the bartender a coin of some sort and say, "You know, sorry about the mess." So I think you're right, though. I, I mean, but I do think what what well, they did just, was that's just because Han Solo is paranoid, like, and he deals in the black market stuff. And so he deals in cash. You wouldn't imagine <laughs> that dealing in the black market, you would trade in this trackable right. and traceable. Currency, universal yep. absolutely. currency, absolutely, absolutely. You would get paid in the hard stuff, and then you, no, you're the legitimate job because the bartender, the bartender's sitting there. He's taking this money to clean up a murder scene. Yep. He doesn't want traceable money either. Yeah. You want him to clean up a murder scene? You give him the hard, untraceable cash. Sure. Well, and you know, it's the funny thing. It's consistent. Like we talk about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So in Star Trek, it's assumed. It's not even assumed. It's said within Star Trek canon that humanity gets rid of money. They mm-hmm. have replicators. Okay, that's fine. They get rid of money. What do you need money for when you can go to your replicator, punch in a number, and get and a yet, diamond? And you yet, could get a diamond. And yet, once you leave Earth, once you leave you know, the Terran system, everybody else is still dealing in money. Yeah. You know. Let's talk about the Ferengi. Gold-pressed latinum. Gold pressed fucking latinum, but I mean, even even in pre next gen or even in TOS universe, mm-hmm. I don't um, like the Ferengi. Neither do I. They have they have butts for heads, um, <laughs> uh, with blowjob handles in the side of their faces. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, even in even in the TOS you know timeline, uh, in like the search for Spock, there right. are smugglers yeah. that have been paid money mm-hmm. to wait for, you know, uh, yeah. Doctor Brown Klingon. To come, you know, and, and trade if, the Genesis stuff. So what if they're being paid to smuggle movie. ice and ice pirates is all in the same there universe? There you go. Ooh. There you go. So Gay Ron Perlman is Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so hey, has Ron Perlman ever gotten back to us? He has no. not. Does he listen to us? Do we know? I Probably don't not. think he does. Hey Ron, uh, if you hear this, big fans. Ron, I don't care who they have playing him now, you'll always be Hellboy to me. I feel like I'm just gonna have to bring up Ron Perlman every episode. Well, now that we're on uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, maybe maybe the whole hear us. Especially yeah. if our listeners will rate and subscribe. Yep. And if they rate us and leave a comment that says, "Hey, Ron Perlman, listen to us." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, rate us five stars and say, "Ron Perlman, come listen." Just say, mm-hmm. "Ron." I hear if you say "Ron Perlman" three times while looking into a mirror, <laughs> he'll punch you. <laughs> 
So he just shows up and punches you. My second article yeah. is about, and I'm going to just tell you right now, you know, you would think I'd be happy about this, but I'm still very um, iffy. Mm-hmm. So um, before the um, Fox Disney deal went through, they had announced that they were going that they were starting to think about making a Doctor Doom movie. Right. Well, this I read is it. relevant to my interests. Yeah. So I read a, so I read an article today. Uh, so evidently, that was one of the things that was not scrapped. Okay. So um, I read an article today, and uh, I get a lot of my news. Um, again, we're not getting anything from anybody but from Slash Film because it's all put together blog-like, and I can just wheel through what I want to read. Remember it, that time Cosmic Rays made his skin metal? Boy, that movie's horrible. Um, and he was the doctor from Nip Tuck. And he was the doctor from Nip Tuck, yeah. <laughs> And he, so evidently. That's why I don't need a news article. No, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Um, the director um, has, or the producer rather, has said that it's going, that the Doctor Doom movie is going to be a political thriller. Which, okay, I can deal with that a little bit. I'm going to read, this is from The Observer. But what about Black Magic? Um, you got to hope they do that because Doctor Doom is, he's, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a genius like Doc, like, like, like Rude Richards. And he has like fucking Doctor Strange level fucking yeah. power of black magic. Um, he sacrificed his wife mm-hmm. to demons so they would make her skin into impenetrable magical armor for him. And his daughter was there too. Yep. Um, so this is what he he said. You know, the the the, the producer guy. And I got this from the Observer. Says. Um, What's interesting to me about Doctor Doom's character is that he's king of an Eastern European country, and there's a version of this that is more of a political thriller that mixes genres. It's something that the Winter Soldier did really well, which is kind of which kind of makes it a, a Cold War thriller out of a super uh, Cold War thriller movie out of out of a superhero movie. This is different than that, but it does have this idea of, and I don't want to say too much about it, but it's a mixture of genre. The mandate is not to relaunch the Fantastic Four franchise as much as it is to take this fascinating and underserved character and really build a movie about him where we ask the question, is he a hero? Is he a villain? What does he really want? We're we're able to explore these questions in a serious way. Stop it. He wants... Stop! I, I, I answered your questions right there. God, is he a hero? No. Damn it! Is he a villain? Yes. My hope is the only time you Disney's can argue that. Step in and be like, well, no, here's my whole thing. Like this guy is the still... only time you can argue that is when he relinquished his control over like the universe and everything. But yeah, and you know that was just because it was boring. Well, you know, and that and when, well, no, he I mean he had, he had done what he wanted to do, and when Iron Man died, he kind of picked it up and became yeah. Iron Man for a while and. Yeah, whatever. But you know what? I mean, t- but that was still alcoholic Iron Man, right? Yeah. So, does that make him a villain? Uh, but it's a question. But it's like you know, just stop. And you know, here's my you know, this was a this was a um, a Fox production, mm-hmm. and Fox the deal hasn't gone through completely yeah. yet. It's not finished. So I'm sure they haven't cut loose a lot of these fuckers, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's going to be a night of Sicilian Vespers, like at the end of The Godfather, (laughs) when the deal goes Mm -hmm. through and like this dude's going to be like Mo Green and get shot in the eye during a fucking massage. Like that's what I'm hoping happens with this fucking thing. Because you know what Fox is really good at is they take... They take it and then they make a little ball and they throw it in the furnace. Yeah, That's what they do with everything. So... There we go. That's what I think. Um, so, I, I, I mean... Remember that time that he heated up the mask oh. and put it on his face? <laughs> well, 
you know, so so we and we've got talked about Doctor Doom before, <laughs> and there are a lot of different iterations of Doctor Doom, and that has happened in a couple of origin stories where he does it on purpose. My favorite was always the original one that they were where they envisioned that Doctor Doom's face was perfect except for one scar from that accident. Mm. An accident. No, it was due to his hubris where he was trying to uh, use black magic and science to contact his mother in the land of the dead. You know, and then it exploded and his face got hurt and it's like a reminder of his failure. And, you know, because of that, he hates Reed Richards. So. My favorite one of those is the time that Lex Luthor hates Superman because boy Superman saved him from a fire by using his super breath and it blew it all blew of his all hair off. Hair <laughs> and now he's mad. Yep. It's, it's now he must kill Superman. Fucking incredible. <laughs> so... Okay, so we're going to move away from the news. Um, again, if you have any cool idea for news articles or if you see something that's very interesting, it doesn't have to be science Send fiction or, us. yeah, it doesn't have to be science fiction related. We'll talk about whatever you guys want us to talk about. But if anything comes across, and, and it can be totally weird, and if you get it off like some weird, like dirty thing or something like that, I mean, we'll talk about whatever. This uh, this web, this uh, podcast is listed as explicit on uh, iTunes. Fuck. Yeah, there you go. Um I'm helping. You are. Uh, send you know. Send us some. Um, send nudes. <laughs> really. Send us your stuff. Uh, Noodles. Cou- couch grouches. Send g- noose. Couch grouches. Gmail at gmail dot com, um, or you know, tweet us at, at couch grouches. And if you five star review us and then put a question in your review on iTunes, we will definitely be getting to those very quickly. Absolutely. So now your piece has disintegrated. Oh no. Well, those are old. Those are old headphones. We gotta, we gotta either start bringing our own. You guys gonna start bringing your own, and if you want something comfortable, or I can purchase some new yeah, ones. I'll, I'll bring in mine and just leave them here, probably. Okay. And then Gonzo, you can move my yeah, game. You can use my, my, my nice gaming headphones. And if you want to support us, you can go to Patreon and then tell us how we can use Patreon to get your money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really understand. I do, I do, because I actually, um, I do pay for, um, I do, do a Patreon site. Oh. Um, for um, for uh, a podcast I listened to the guy named Ralph Garman, who does a he did a podcast with does a podcast with Kevin Smith right. every week called Hollywood Babylon, which mm-hmm. I love. Ralph was a um, for a like twenty by the Misfits. Yeah, was a um, a radio personality in L.A. for mm-hmm. many years, and he's been in a lot of Seth MacFarlane projects mm-hmm. as well, um, including like all of his movies. Um, he was the did you see Ted. Yeah. He was the dad. Oh, okay. And Ted, I did see that movie. That's that's Ralph Garman. Well, he um he got fired from his radio job for like mm-hmm. no reason whatsoever. And um so but there's like this entire fan base called mm-hmm. the Garmy. Mm-hmm. And so he started doing a daily oh. a daily podcast, like an hour long podcast cool. and uh, called the Ralph Report. I recommend it. I uh, I pay for it. You know, mm-hmm. I pay very little. It's, it's I pay like 5 bucks, 5 yeah. bucks a month for it. So, it's awesome. Um so Patreon, I get how it works i mean what i'd really like we to see us need do. listeners well yeah i mean you know you know I, I would love to say that that we could you know make a dollar off of it but that's certainly not why we're doing it no um we're doing it because we're giant nerds and, and people because we want one bottle of angel <laughs> <laughs> or ron perlman or ron perlman a bottle yes a bottle of ron perlman yeah <laughs> i wonder if angels envy knows that they were in ice pirates <laughs> All right, so uh, speaking of our emails and our Facebook page um, and stuff like that, we obviously at the end of the show always do like a mail section. Yeah. But um, we also ask that people send us ideas for uh, 
um, ideas for a show, and this mm-hmm. actually worked out really nice. Um, we got a, a message from uh, Austin, who's one of our regular listeners, and he said, um, and he asked a question that I really thought that we could kind of jump off on. Right. Uh, what is the coolest futuristic thing that you think will actually happen that you've seen or read in sci-fi? Three boobed woman from Total Recall. <laughs> there you go. I mean, and his and his his response is, I mean, we all do carry tricorders today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he gives a couple of examples, you know, like from genetic manipulation leading to ousters from Dan Simmons Hyperion novels to AI takeovers, all the Matrix or Terminator to flying cars on the Jetsons, your pick. So I think that we should make this a positive one because we've already done the dark dystopian future. Was I here? I don't know if no, you were here. It doesn't no, sound like that was, I was here that was just you and me. Um, I do think that you can't get any more positive than a three-titted woman from Total Recall. Yeah, but I that's like the end of that train of thought right there. So. I mean, there's but not then, much you can say. But I then, mean. where do you put the penis? Between which set of boobs? Well, you know, what you, what you do is um, you, you get um, a couple friends to uh, you know kind of chip in on her, and uh, there you go. <laughs> Guys, she was a prostitute in the movie, I just got to say. Um, These are the important questions, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So um, let's go ahead and talk about that. Like, you know, what what we see a lot of stuff and, you know, we've seen all kinds of stuff happen, oh, yeah. you know, on, t- you know, you know, in, in TV and movies and things like that that have happened today. What do you um, what is the coolest futuristic thing that you think will actually happen, Joe? So here's what I think. We've we've talked about him on the show before. Elon Musk. Oh, yes. Is doing some crazy stuff. I think if anybody's gonna, he's he's got the he's got the crazy tunnel in California that lets you do take like a three hour drive in like fifteen seconds or whatever the fuck that he's <laughs> trying to design. Uh, that guy's crazy. He's trying to get like he's got the mass produced flamethrowers that he's selling for like five hundred dollars. The guy's doing some crazy shit. If anybody's gonna make a flying car, it's gonna be Elon Musk. But he's too busy making sure everybody goes to live on Mars. Which is another total recall we, thing. We talked about that was one of the, that was one of my news articles was that you know he's he's he thinks that we're all going to die on Earth, so he wants to make sure that we can have a settlement on Mars. But I think in our lifetime, the big advancements that are like these big sci-fi ideas of everything that's going on technology-wise, flying cars and like teleporters mm-hmm. and things like that, is going to come out of something that Elon Musk is doing with some project. I think teleporters are tricky, though. I don't think teleporters will ever be possible. No, because... Because you have to destroy it. Yeah. So, and, well, and they tackle that in uh, in, in Star Trek yeah. a couple times, where they're just out front with the fact that, no, uh, you're just a copy that came over yeah. and we killed the other one. You what? disintegrate, and then a copy of you shows up in the next. They place. tackle that a couple times in at least next generation. True teleportation. Came remember that from time Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Remember that time <laughs> that they got stuck in the data stream, and then it was sure. all sorts of fucked up. Sure. And there were bugs. There were bugs in it. No, but you know what? The, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Barkley. Um, but that's the thing. Even in Willy Wonka, the tele- how do they do the, the so teleportation there? They, they break they, you into a million pieces. Into, but then they rebuild you. Right. But, in th- but you know, 
you know, they talk. It's you ma- got to think that <laughs> kid was super dense, too, because it, you break him down a regular sized human and then it comes together in the very small package. That's got to be a very dense, tiny. Yeah, human. he could probably There's lift no cars and shit. Now. No, that, that's because of uh, interference in the fact that it wasn't a pure 100 percent like data transfer. It's fine. He's not dense. He just lost information. Well, and, you know, in the end, I think it's a matter of I love Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Oh, boy, I'm so tired of being poor. Okay. Net, okay. Well, what was he? Grandpa Joe? Yeah. Grandpa Joe. That's okay, grandson. We'll go to the fun factory. Then Mr. Chocolate says, it's time to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's, it's a great, great movie. Classic. Yeah. So what do you think, Gonzo? What do you think the, uh, the future holds for? Wait, so you didn't actually come up with anything, though. So I think... Uh, no, he just said Elon Musk no, would I do think, it. I think, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I think technology-wise, I think there are also, like, doctors and scientists that are going to do stuff with genetic manipulation. Yeah, but what do we like get? That. What are we going to get? I think I think what we're going to see in our lifetime is going to be something that they've been talking about trying to do for a while, and that's not only are they going to be able to, like, sort of break down, like, what the DNA of your child in the womb is going to be, but if there is a problem and there are these, like, birth defects, they're going to have the ways of, like... That's dystopian as fuck. It is, but I think that's something that they're going to do where, like, rich people are going to be able to have these quote-unquote perfect babies. Dystopian... I I have also seen Gattaca. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I think think that's... Was that Keanu? Was Keanu? No, No, that um, was... uh, Who's that guy? Ethan Ethan Hawke and... Was that Uma? Jude Law. Was that Uma? Was was Uma for me? I don't remember. I don't know, but I, I know it's it. Ethan Hawke and Jude oh, Law as the main. I never Still saw dis- it. Dystopian I never saw it. It's yeah. a pretty good movie. Like I can, I guess, see where it's a good thing. But like I think, that. I think that it's glass half empty, right? Sure. For me, glass sure. half full for you. I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing to breed out. Uh, I think there are some things that are good to be breeding out, so that kids will be able to live. Because you know. As someone who works in education, children of the future and all that stuff, I would like to see more healthy children that are able to live long, prosperous lives. Um, I'll definitely, by the way, um, eugenics is terrifying. Um, But I will definitely say that I actually, my thing is actually um, related to that. Yeah. The problem is mine sounds positive, but would be the end of the world. Right. Um, The human genome has in it um a mechanism mm-hmm. that causes you know gradual deterioration mm-hmm. um they keep getting close to isolating it um i think with our work with genetics mm-hmm. That eventually they will find the gene, they'll mm-hmm. find that the aspect of the gene, and will find a way to either suppress it, mm-hmm. eliminate it, or stop it. And I think what you're going to have is I think horrible will, cancer people, probably. Um, I think that they'll find ways to extend life mm-hmm. considerably, or possibly even attempt straight up immortality Mm. the problem is a horrible cancers like horrible mutants that come out of that because when you start yep when you start messing with the genome you get a a romero movie or let's say they succeed and let's say people live forever 
Well, if you don't disperse into the well, then universe, Muskie's going to take us to to Mars. He's going to have to because overpopulation is going to be, yeah, incredible. And I I don't think we would survive. And the rats will rise up. Yep, I don't think we'll survive two generations from that. Ooh, someone's got a car. I also and they have, have a tiny I was going to say, and they have a small penis. So um, I think that's my, <laughs> that's like my fear is that, you know. Um, I mean, I'm still young enough to think I'm immortal, so. Yeah, but that's I mean, what was, that's the, philosophical. What was the thing? It was like the, the first person who's going to live to be 200 has already been born. We just don't know who it is yet. Right. right. Somebody said that. If it were me, I'd have to stop smoking and drinking. And is life worth living at that point? Like, if, if how do I get to be 200? It's to deny myself things that make everything that makes me happy. How Catholic well, see, is that? Yeah. Like what's, how what's you know, I, me and Joe are Catholic. What's going to happen in the world that you've got, where you know they, you can be healthy and practically immortal? Logan's Run. I mean, that's gonna what's lo- going to happen. You're going to have to Logan's Run. You're going to have to start. Or like the uh, old people, people planning on Futurama. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's yeah. kind of Logan's, well, I mean, Logan's Run already. Logan, but... Logan's Run. I mean, you certainly weren't. Great movie. That's a great I like movie. that movie. Um, and you certainly weren't immortal in that. You turn in, in the in the original in the book. I think you turned twenty five and they killed you. Yeah. Um, I and, mean, maybe they were immortal. We just don't know. Oh, we'll never know because they got put in the in the cosmic blender, which was really weird in the movie version. Mm-hmm. Like old sci fi is weird. It is, but, but Logan's Run. Weird. Logan's Run. If you have not seen Logan's Run, like get Michael a, York, right? Michael, Michael York? York, man. If I you, always forget his name. I'm glad I remembered it this if time. If you can't get over... He was Clifford Bradshaw. He was Cliff, he was Cliff in the cabaret movie. Circle. Um, if you can't get over... First of all, this is just something I would say to any younger film fan. If you can't watch a movie because it looks old, then die now. Burn like, the shit out di- of each other with those propane guns a couple just, times. Just, hey. just really, just, just die. Cool prop, but... But I, I mean, do, do, I mean, does do you, anyone disagree with me? Here? No, I, I. I mean, I feel the same d- way. Or like, don't don't like things because you don't deserve them. That was I. Had I, a, I knew someone who legitimately never watched Young Frankenstein because, because they didn't like black and white, black and white movies. <laughs> what I had somebody say to me when the artist came out and I fucking hated it. They were like, "That's because you don't like black and white movies." And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Do you know how many black and white movies I sit down and watch because I like film? The artist is just a shitty movie. I mean, it's a pretentious piece of garbage." <laughs> That movie is shit. No movie trash. I liked was Hugo. Hugo? Yeah. I've owned Hugo for like seven years. I've never watched I've it. I've never watched it, it before. It. Um, anyway. Yeah. So Gonzo, what about you? What do you, where do you, what, besides, besides. I know, we said this was going to be our positive yeah. one and we're, we're getting real. Yeah. Oh, we're both a dystopian. Besides three titted, um, three titted prostitutes on Mars. Yeah. So anything and, uh, good coming up? Well. Good is a matter of opinion here. Uh, at least it's not horrible and going to lead to the uh, destruction of the planet like either of yours. <laughs> I wanted to make it positive. I had no idea I like, that I was going to go dark. <laughs> I like where we're going with uh, virtual reality technology these days. And, you know, you I don't I don't be? really see how uh, a bunch of people with bad knuckles avatars are just going to destroy the world. They're going to annoy the world, but... Uh, yeah, so I, well, 
I guess Sword Art Online was all about how that's going to destroy the world, wasn't it? Well, that was because the dude made a fucked up thing so that everybody would die if they didn't figure out his weird puzzle. Yeah. What, what is this? Sword uh, it's Art an Online anime. is an anime about uh, kids I don't in watch virtual anime. reality. I don't watch anime. Here, uh, have, you, have you seen uh, SAO Abridged? No. It's on YouTube. Check it out. It's hilarious, mm-hmm. and I think it does a much better job of wrapping up the plot. Okay. So, in this universe, they have... Uh, it's sort they, of like they Ready have Player like, One. Yeah, like, and with nerve gear. We would talk about that. Yeah. Nerve gear, which is like virtual reality that hooks into your nervous system and hijacks your body. So you, and they make an MMO RPG. So it's like the Matrix almost. Kind but of. It's, but okay. And so everybody, you know, stands in line, waits, it gets it on opening day, and it turns out that uh, the developer has actually removed your ability to log out. You are now stuck in there. <laughs> That's dope. And the reason I like the abridged version, well, you're you're aware of the. Uh, trend of abridged versions of like animes on youtube right nope you've never again it, dude it, I, it, my it, my it, anime experience i mean I, mine is very very 90s so you should watch dbz abridged okay it's uh sure. they, they, they take it cut it redub it and generally just inject a lot of humor mm-hmm. okay so at the end of uh sword art online abridged at the end of that, uh, they get to the developer and they just ask him why. And his response is, I don't even remember. I mean, they they were pushing for deadlines. I was running out of money. I was running out of time. I wasn't sleeping. I had three hours of sleep. I'd come back in and program it. I don't even remember why I did this to you. <laughs> to be completely honest, I was just stressed. That's terrifying. So, uh, mm. yeah, I guess uh, now that I think about it, that that could end poorly. Which, I mean, the way that game devs are treated on a daily basis i could see a game dev being like boy i'm stressed i'm tired i don't know what the fuck i'm doing fuck all these people that are making me do this thing i mean there are all those disgruntled messages left inside like as easter eggs or even in the code of Mm -hmm. video games sure you know like old arcade games if you go and disassemble it you can find whole paragraphs just in the blank areas of code that don't affect the game that are Devs saying fuck fucking this, fuck manifestos. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do this. They don't pay me enough for this. Right? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, hmm, that's interesting. No, that is very interesting. Yeah. Do we want to do another round? I don't. We I don't do another round. Like, do, okay, Joe, something else. Okay. Well, here's because I'm trying to think of something that's less fucked up, but I think one of the things that we're gonna see, and I guess you could spin this in a positive way, but I think something else we're gonna see is murder bots, which are essentially our military is going We've to be robots. We've already got murder We've bots. We've already got murder Completely. bots. Completely. I don't think there will be you any... You think autonomous? I think there will They're be working on your it. generals that are your human base that are in charge of people that are overseeing the, you know, computers that run these, you no, know... No, look, they legitimately are working on it. Uh, one of the biggest things lately was a smart gun that can identify who should and shouldn't be shot. So, Captain America, Winter Soldier, fucking... <laughs> so, I mean, it's not far off, and it is terrifying. I yeah. mean, because right now we... Right now, I, I think we said this last. I think we said this last week, uh, or I think I think Mallory and I might have talked about it, how we there there are there are kids sitting in a bunker with Xbox controllers, yeah. effectively, with flying murder bots. Yeah, that to, to blow up brown people in the desert like that. That's fucking happening. But I'm thinking we're also going to get like 
Which you think Iron autonomous Man 2 fucking drones like fucking walking talking fucking guys with guns for drone shoulders. is better yeah. drone you, is better you know people love to uh, talk about Asimov's laws of robotics because they heard about it in iRobot the not so great film adaptation yeah. of the honestly not so great book you're not wrong you're not wrong. Uh, he was not. Uh, he had uh, some good things. His but, ideas I mean, were incredible. Yes, and, and, true. But but he, um, I don't know. Um, I have to adjust this. Just like, go ahead, go for it. There we go. I, I, Either it, that. No, I think it's just my left channel in my possible. headset isn't coming out it's clear. Because I sounded um, a little yeah, muffled. I got you, to I me. Got you fine in here. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. His he's like, a long-winded. But I don't the know. three laws of robotics don't mean shit. You can't actually do that i mean i guess you could if then a program to an extent but if the point of artificial intelligence is self-programming which it has to be in order to adapt to new situations in order to be truly considered artificial intelligence then it should also have some way in Mm -hmm. itself to and this is the irobot problem of going and realizing oh this thing's here and i don't want it there anymore Bye-bye laws of robotics. Well, it'll, it'll, you know, just like a human being does. It's like, how do you hard build that in? Right. Well, it's just like a human being does. It'll eventually rationalize its way around it. Yeah. Because you're giving so, you know, it. No, we're such nonviolent creatures. Oh, right. Exactly. We so, definitely don't listen, kill people. Like I said in the dark episode, people are already duct taping knives to their Roombas. Somebody's going to get fucking killed by some robots very soon. <laughs> but that's you. fun. That's fun. I like that. So do you have anything positive that's going to happen in the future? Or are we just fucked? Um, or are we flying just cars. Fucked? Flying well, cars. I think flying cars is the worst idea on the face yeah, of that, the earth. Yeah, that's a horrible idea. People can't Only drive already. Only everybody has them. No, people no. already can't drive. Because You're just going to crowd up the airspace? Because not only are, are people going to get in car accidents... They're also going to fall out of the sky Ooh. when they have fucking car accidents. Think about it. You get in a you get in a, a five car pileup. Maybe you're killing. I have never done that. Why are you indicating that I did? I, I don't because you were. I on was my never right. there. <laughs> but you know, you cannot prove it. You know, let's let's say you're in a five car pileup, and best case scenario, there's one person in mm-hmm. each car. Five people die. Okay. Maybe, oh no, maybe the people on the outside too may, don't. Maybe there's some collateral damage. Maybe there's some collateral damage. You know, five, ten people die. It is a terrible tragedy. Right. It's going to be on the news. There are sad people. Families are ruined, shattered. Okay, now you get a five-car pileup at 5,000 feet. A, if assuming that the cars don't explode, which let's face it, only in movies do things explode like right. that. Now... You have five cars that have been in a horrible accident falling, falling out of the fuck so- sky, hitting houses, neighborhoods, no, no, schools. No, 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 you got your shield generators, too. Okay, okay, what about this? Here's a positive one, can't be spun anyway. Spy Kids 2, Steve Buscemi Mini Zoo. How about that one? <laughs> no, so you got a little uh, elephant uh, the size of your hand. What's you know, wrong with that shit? You know shit? what? Jets, <laughs> because that's a super dense and very heavy elephant in your hand. Not if you were... Steve Buscemi, mad scientist. But so what you get, and Jetsons figured it out, is if everyone has flying cars, you put all of the houses way up high in the sky. That's what you have to do. Why did they do that? By the way, was that ever? Is there a canon answer Be- for that? Because on the surface of the Earth, uh, the, that's the are Flintstones. The, are the Flintstones? I know that, but there you go. Is that canon? I don't think it is. But if it isn't, it should be. But so if everyone's got their flying cars, they're going to come falling out of the sky. 
you put the houses above the cars. But then why have flying cars in the but first then place? But the cars could go up. Yes, yeah, so you raise the houses higher. The Jetsons' houses on those things could elevate and de- and they could move up and down. Come on. That is canon. I don't get it. I, I just I'm sticking with Steve Buscemi Minizu. How about those tube elevators? Where you get in and Oh yeah. Zoop. Like they're the, like the canisters at the bank, but for people. But for humans. I mean, they have like that's been one of the ways that's been a um a proposed form of like travel to the moon for like or like or to like oh yeah space sky stations, elevators sky elevators for like you know for like decades, um. I mean, I I I don't know like pneumatic tubes for elevators. I mean, the the problem is st- the stop. <laughs> I mean, the stop's kind of abrupt mm. because you know you can shut the vacuum off, but I you know I think it look cool as shit, but. Oh, that's uh, like the, what else the magnetic got? tunnel that that Musk wants to build in well, California. I think well, that well, he also wants to do those uh, short hop suborbital rockets. Yeah, that would just cut your time down. Mm-hmm. You want to go to like London? Could get on a plane for a while, or just up and down. Yeah, you yeah. go really high up, and you come back wasn't, down. Wasn't Virgin Airlines trying something like that too? Well, there was there. There's Virgin Galactic, right? Which I don't even know if that exists. I mean, I'm sure it does I think because it still kind of does. because Branson's also a crazy right. rich motherfucker. So, um, I think Branson is also like the closest thing to a real life Bond villain ever because there was no, the no, 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 no. Putin is a Bond villain. But so, but like, if you think about the weird classic Bond like villain scheme, there was there was a movie premiere. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. There was a movie premiere, and it was supposed to be in like. Seattle or something and there was a nearby volcano that was having some activity so planes couldn't get through the ash except for Richard Branson's planes (laughs) he had control of all the planes for the celebrities that's a fucking Bond villain ass plot of the volcano start going off Richard Branson's like I can't can't, can't, can't do that one Uh, I was gonna go into a uh reptilian rant but unfortunately when you get into reptilian and new world order rant you always have to start in one place that i i'm not even going to do right now because i'm taking my three days off and i'm not even approaching anything like that well i would say that um i think a possible a positive thing that we'll see um okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna go to a different direction because we've already had the political Electric question. cars are doing pretty good. Well, I think we're going to see, I think we are going to see the the end of fossil fuel usage. Yeah. I do. I think that that's, and it's not going to happen here first. It's no. not going to happen here at all. It's going to happen in Europe. It's going to happen in Asia. Um, and I think we'll be the last country to do it. Um, but I, I, it's, it's, and I don't mean just in cars. It's getting more and more obvious right that alternative energy isn't alternative it's just mm-hmm. energy i mean solar energy is it well, well, well how do you store it they're called fucking batteries the fact Same is way we've stored energy for yeah, yeah hundreds as of years long as yeah. we've done it you know, water towers but you know what though like we talked about elon musk those fucking tesla power walls uh-huh i mean you get the point now where you can power a house off of them oh yeah and you know what's never gonna work what solar roadways no, I don't think it just sol- doesn't work. I don't think solar ro- roadways are practical. They can't work. No, because you know what you need for your s- solar panels to actually be like good and efficient. 
Sun. They need to track the sun. I was gonna say the you know what roadways don't do track, track the sun. Yeah, I would. You say, know yeah. what else you need is a solar panel exposed to the sun. You know it's not really exposed to the sun. Things with cars on top of it all of the time. Well, I mean, and you would think that that it just would be, doesn't work. Well, I mean, you would think that that would be something that they would have in mind when inventing flying it. Flying cars. Yep. Then we turn all the roads into solar roadways. We have flying cars, and then nobody's doing anything because we're all crashing. <laughs> and then we go to Wall, and then it becomes Wally. Yeah. Um, but and I mean, that. Oh, speaking of Wally, I want to watch that again. I mentioned that it. earlier. Sure. Sure. Maybe not tonight, but no, we don't have to watch it tonight. I, I, um, I want to watch it, but um, I I do. Got I've, a friend who's never seen it. Oh wow! Should definitely show it to them. Absolutely. I think you know, solar, wind, yeah, and old school hydroelectric. Oh yeah, I think that nuclear. So, I mean, it works, but if it's not. But it's not safe. System, yeah. That's the it's problem. Pro- it's, it's safe. It is safe. It is safe. Like, but I mean, like. I don't know. There's we got ask, tin, ask Fukushima. Yeah, but we got tin cans under the water going around with nuclear reactors in them. Yeah, that's a bad thing. That's fine. That's a bad thing. Why is that a bad thing? Because when we have the irradiated fish, you'll you'll we don't you'll, have irradiated fish yet. We already we definitely have irradiated fish. fish. Lords rise Keep, up. That's that's not that's not from listen, the submarines. Listen, listen, listen. You you think it's okay now? But when but when the Fukushima Godzilla comes it's and, fine. and destroys Seattle, I know what Godzilla we're get. has taught me one thing: get. it's that Japan gets attacked, we don't. I know. I, don't. I know what we're gonna get what I know. I know what our future is. Okay. X Men. You know there are multiple so, like, uh, mutated human beings with special powers because there's already like a few instances of people that are born that have these weird. There's a kid. There's no, a that kid, kid that can stick metal to himself no, does not count. The kid. There's a kid in China who was born with like the reflective eyes of a cat, so he can see perfectly in the dark. There's a girl from India who cries crystals for tears. There's like kids. So so far, you've had one cool mutant and one limbs fall off boy. No <laughs> offense to the crystal crying girl, but. But how does that? How is that helpful? I don't know. I think her dad sells the crystals. That's uh, so. terrifying, and I hate everything <laughs> that you just said. But uh, there's like kids. I don't mean up to be mean have, to her, but like there, there are kids popping up that have these like weird right limb fall off lad. Abilities was, was that, that are, that was that one up. of them, Jim? Limb fall off lad. Limb, what a limbs what? fall off boy? Limbs or whatever. Fall off boy. Wasn't there an X Men whose power was just he, his limbs could fall off and he would regrow them, but they'd fall off. What was the kid that I'm could sure eat everything? Also useless. The there kid that a, could eat everything. There was like a kid who like used to like eat his way through brick walls and stuff. And this was an X Men. I don't know if he was an X Men. I think it was in DC comics. I don't know. It just seems to me that if you got like Cyclops who could use his totally controlled eye lasers to blow through a wall, or you could wait the ten minutes for that kid over there to chew through the brick wall. Maybe you go with. Cyclops? Well, well you, the kid you know, Cyclops the actually can't control his eye beams. That's why he has to wear the visor. Yeah, but by having the visor, he has some control over he it. He mo- can, he yeah, can point no and shoot. To a there's no stealth to blast it through the wall. If you chew in through the wall slowly, you can... Okay. Have you ever had okay. rats in your walls? Because you can hear them <laughs> chewing through walls. Okay, listen, Drobot. <laughs> it's just not going to work the same way. Didn't I have something else I was going to say? Um, what was it about? I'll, I'll remember it halfway through whatever the next segment is, and okay. I'll just start a new conversation about Speaking it. Speaking of next segment, um, I think we can put this to bed, um, and we can move yeah, on. Yeah, right to... until I remember that thing. Okay. Yeah. We can move to mail. Um, 
of course, because this is Couch Grouches, we always start our mail with a question from Doug. And let me go ahead and pull up Doug's question, and then we'll, of course, pull up Doug's theme song. There we go. So we got a question from Doug. I played a... Uh, what pl- about those neural implants? What about those neural implants? Okay, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll pause Doug for a minute. What about those neural implants? You know, like... What's uh, the deal with neural implants? What's the, the like, deal with neural like the, implants? Uh, the brain-computer interfaces that are now starting to really kind of come out that enable, like, uh, amputees to move their arms... Yes. Well, to oh, move yeah. mechanical Cybernetics. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the future. Or, Cybernetics. Um, uh-huh. I mean... Chris Ryan has one of those implants in his arm that monitors his glucose levels all day. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. my, my, my... I have multiple friends who we affectionately refer to as cyborgs because they have the uh, insulin The insulin pumps. Now. That's exactly what I was going to say, yeah. They got there, the uh, breast... Or the, not the breast. The, uh, the birth control implants yeah. now that... The, well, but, like, that's all old. What, I mean, um, yeah, that's they're, pharmaceutical. They're talking, about, they're talking about, like, nanotechnology being yep. used in tattoos... So that it can change color and alert you to different problems in your body. Oh. Sure. Oh yeah. And this is all like you know bleeding edge stuff right now. Yep. But I've been because I'm a nerd because I liked the Matrix up more than an ordinary person should when he was in high school. I started to really look into uh, BCI's brain computer interfaces back then. Yeah. And back then they had some that they had a monkey that they trained to play a basic video game. And then they just like unplugged the controller one day, and it still played because of the implant. Huh. At least I believe I read that story. That's fucking cool. And I see more and more working on it. Um, more and more work being done on using. I'm not gonna call it artificial intelligence because it's just neural net computer learning. Neural right. net. There you go. It's, a, a it, well, it's computer, computer learning. Mm-hmm. It's not quite intelligence, but they use that in conjunction with these because. You can't stick a uh, electrode on every single neuron in the spinal cord. It's no, just right. not no. feasible. But what you can do is you can get it in enough places and then process that through the uh, through the neural net. And is this learning. all is this all done through fiber optics? Like like what is the what what is the transport medium of the um, mm. of the data? Um, well, just coming straight out of the interface, I believe it's just electrical, and because. Because you, you, you know the answer for everything is graphene, right? <laughs> like, you know that's the, that's the future answer to everything is graphene. But, like, they take the signals and then process that down, and they're getting more and more advances in, a, like, cybernetic limb controls. Yeah, that's awesome. And watching, you know, because it used to just be muscle tensions. Right. Right. So you could tense different muscle groups and get your prosthetic to do something. Mm-hmm. Then it moved to actually like reading some of the stimulus coming from the uh, sure from from the amputation site and then moving that. So now you're getting people that are almost in like full exoskeletons is the projected idea, like paraplegics being able to walk using these uh, uh, they, my brain these, controlled these, these interfaces. Uh, interfaces, like yeah. in Spy Kids three when the grandpa gets the exosuit so he can walk again. Well, I'm totally thinking like you know you take. I only st- ever saw the first. Spy Kids. Spy Kids so. Three is the best because Sylvester Stallone is the villain, and he plays four different versions. Isn't of Ricardo Montalban in one of those movies? Ricardo Montalban is the grandpa. He's the grandpa. Yeah. But I thought that is Spy his... Kids One had Alan Cumming. Spy Kids One, Alan Cumming was in 
the first three Spider-Man. But was he the villain he was, in the first one? He was right? the quasi villain of the first yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, is, is, um, Sorry, Doug, I interrupted, but no, no, I that's remembered fine. that thing I was thinking Is about. Ricardo Maltabon in, in in Spy Kids is um is his um is his wheelchair made of uh, rich Corinthian leather? I think they do make a rich Corinthian leather. Do they make I mean they kinda Spy have Kids. to, don't they? I mean it's Robert Rodriguez who made those movies, so like yeah. he's gonna throw in stuff like that. I mean <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, all right, so are we ready to go back to uh, go back to Doug? Yeah, I think I'm done. All right, but that was just like the first not dystopian thing I could actually kind of think of. Remix? No, I just I did a record scratch. Okay, so I guess it could still be dystopian. Doug. Okay, Doug. So here's Doug's question. Uh, Doug, thanks for getting getting into us. Uh, he actually has three questions, all of which are very answerable, so we could answer them all. Either Doctor Doom is a villain. Next question. <sighs> You're not wrong, sir. Um, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. Um, not really redeemable. I don't think so. so. You know, and we can actually answer these with no problem. We're a little over an hour already, oh, so okay. we've got ourselves a nice episode. Yeah. So, um, Doug writes, "Hello, fellows. Going a little deep this week. Question number one." If you could offer a brand spanking new baby one piece of advice that it would understand and remember, what would that advice be? Gonzo, you go first. Hmm. That's a good question. One They're piece all of good. advice for a baby. And I mean, basically, and something that it's going to remember the for the rest, rest of its, of its life. life. Like, like you know, you're you're giving it, you know, it, it gets a blank slate with this piece of advice, though. This is fucking. This profound. is this yeah. is this is this is profound. This is. Yeah. I mean, part of me wants to make a joke right off the bat. Well, why don't you make the joke first? Go back in. It gets worse from here. <laughs> I mean, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It was nice and warm in there. Go back. <laughs> so now, what is your practical? Um, can we come back to that? I mean, I, I, I guess I, we're going to go to Joe then. Okay. Um, I believe I've stalled enough for him to maybe have yeah, an answer. Uh, I actually, um, I, some of the people listening are friends with me on Facebook, so I posted a, a pretty big uh, life update recently on Facebook. It was where, good. And at the end of it, I, I gave a little bit of advice. And I think the, the main takeaway from that advice is um, that I, I think that someone from a young age should continue to have for the rest of their life is just don't be afraid to do things for yourself and not worry about what other people think about it. Just do find a thing that makes you happy and continue to do that thing regardless of what people say about it. I think that's that's something that I wish I could have wrapped my mind around earlier which is funny because you're 24 fucking years old 25 almost so you've got you have plenty of time in your life yeah to continue that lesson right got anything you want me to you want me to go uh that may have just sparked a thought go for it um but advice for a baby that he's gonna remember this might get super dark so uh apologies Go go for it um don't try and fix everything and everyone because that's how you go crazy. That's a great piece mm-hmm. of advice, though. Yeah. That's a phenomenal piece Absolutely. of advice. Um, mine, that's a great piece of advice. Good for you. Yeah. Um, mine now, is. I could take it for myself. I know. So mine is also going to be related to the third one. 
But my piece of advice, the third question that Doug gives us, um, my piece of advice would be um, take, don't be afraid to take a risk. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't let what if get in the way of a learning experience. Oh, yeah. That, you know, life is risk. And the and I've, I've told you guys this before. Yeah. I told you this as actors. The only failure in life is to not do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll expand a little bit on that in the next, in the next, you know, after the next question. Um, so, I mean, I guess we'll continue from here, but like, that would be my, my piece of advice mm -hmm. is, you know, risk because even a failure is a uh, mm -hmm. is a learning experience if you learn from it and don't make the same mistake again. Yeah. Okay. On a happier note, the next one. Oh no, this is not happy at all. <laughs> uh, Doug's second question is <laughs> these are dark. They, damn it, Doug. Do you remember a time Doug. Oh, we all love Doug. Again, I, I don't know if I was about to say this, but Doug and I played um, a really good uh, one-off LARP uh, on Saturday. Um, Did everyone die? No, but um, I so we we all play Vampire the Masquerade together. Occasionally, I yeah. do, I suppose. I played a Bali, I played a, an infernalist devil worshiping vampire, and I actually did kill a a, a, a player character because um, that was part of my one of my things I was supposed to do. It was a lot of fun. But who yeah. was it? Was it Clayton? Is Clayton dead? No, no, I didn't get. No, no, no. Did you kill yourself? No, I. As we were playing Sabat, and I killed one of the Sabat players. So, oh, okay. Um, you know the guy Mark that plays the um, the uh, uh, daughter of cacophony. The, oh yeah, the little girl. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Ki I killed his PC. So. <laughs> okay, cool. His Sabat PC, not the daughter of cacophony. All right. So here's Doug's second question. Um, do you remember a time that you were really upset? Five years ago, does it matter now? What year are we in? We are in 2018. So do you remember something you were really upset that yes. really upset you five years ago in yes. 2013? The and answer to both is yes. Are you able to elaborate on that? Nope. Not in a live recorded format. Thank you. Can you be vague? Nope. Can you think of another one then? That's kind of the big one. Okay, Joe. Oh yeah, I. Uh, Can you elaborate? I, will, I absolutely will because I realize now it, as much as it. Uh, oh, I know this one. Yeah, yeah, as much as it changed my life, it did not. Um, it does not really matter to me now. Uh, five years ago, um, the girl that I started dating in high school um, and dated through my first couple years of college. Uh, left me for the guy that she was cheating on me with. Um, and uh, I spent a good year of my life pretty devastated. And I and I only, you know, I, I wrote notes to myself that I had gone through multiple times of me trying to inform myself that it was going to get better and me at the time not believing anything that I was writing. Um, but looking back at it now, that relationship was one of, if not the least healthy relationship I had ever found myself in. And um, I am so much better for everything that I went through and learning everything that I, all the warning signs that I should be looking for. So the the upset feelings now, looking at it and looking at how terrible that relationship was, don't really, 
I mean, they've they've had an impact on my life, but not in a in a I'm still upset about this type of way. Yeah. Thing. And you know, I met you. Yeah. Right before that happened. Yeah. Like not yeah. long before that happened, and uh, you know, I'll leave my opinions about that young lady on the wayside. I'll, oh, uh, I'll just go I'll, so far. I'll as, lay it out there and yeah. say she was a bitch, and yeah, she was not nice to you. I mean. I hope she's doing okay, but at the same time, if she's not, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, she was um, a little intense. Let's just say that. Mike, you think of anything else? Or nope. no? You're just going to leave it there. Um, okay, five years ago was 2013. So what happened to five years ago? 2013. Um, in 2013, I was 36 years old. Jesus, I don't remember what happened the other day. That um, was the producer's year, by the way. It was five years it ago. It was the producer's day, and that's what I'm trying to use that as a frame of reference. Yes, you know what? I was upset. I was unemployed. Mm. I was unemployed, and um, I was really down on myself about it. Um, I got laid off from a job that I hated. I got laid off from a job that I hated. It was a job that didn't treat me well, and I was working there for eight years. Mm-hmm. So I had this, like, I had this stint in my life where um, I was at this insurance job. And you take this job, you're working in customer service, and I worked my way up. I actually ended up becoming an insurance underwriter. It was kind of a big deal. But it's one of those things where you start this job, and then you wake up one day, and you've worked there eight years. Right. And you're like, what the fuck is my life gone? Where is it going? And I'll tell you what, um, during that eight-year stint and a little time before that, I didn't perform. I didn't I didn't direct. I was not writing a whole lot. The only creative outlet I had was I was working with a small production company doing um doing some writing and doing some puppetry. Mm-hmm. And thank God I was doing that because yeah. that was my only artistic outlet. But I wasn't doing anything that I could hang my name on right. exclusively. Yeah. So I was really kind of beating myself up. Mm-hmm. And kind of lost. And it says, you know, does it matter now? Well, the fact is, yes, it matters now in that if I didn't get to that low point, I don't know if I would, you know, be as artistically fulfilled as I am today. Mm-hmm. Because um, the five-year anniversary of the producers just came and went, mm-hmm. um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We've been seeing pictures and things mm. from it. So, yeah, I mean, it was so, you know, glad I did it, you know, and I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm that can't be right. No, because it was in the summer. So it's coming up then. Yeah. It, it'll oh, be, so this time. Yeah. So this, at this is time, when we were in rehearsals. Yeah. So all I. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it does matter now, but only in that um, it was a time in my life that I'm, you know, I'll never be back to. Right. You know, so, but does it still upset me? No, mm-hmm. no, because it became a big part of who I am. Right. Okay. Move on to the next one. Gonzo, we're going to ask you first again, and hopefully you can give us, I understand. I got a pretty good idea of what we're talking about mm-hmm. and that's fine. Um, number three, if the life, if, if the life expectancy was 50 years, if you knew you had 50 years and that's it. How would you have lived your life differently? Doug, do me a favor. Next week, ask something about like um, comic books or Sun, boobs or or, or or chainsaws or something. <laughs> um, 
And I'm only kidding. Ask whatever you like, Doug. These are great questions yeah. and you always generate good they content. They are really good questions. And, and you generate great content for us, which is why you have a theme song. So what do you think, Gonzo? So the honest answer here. Sure. If the life expectancy was 50 years. Yes, sir. I probably wouldn't have changed anything, really, because... Awesome. I still have no indication that I'm going to live past 50 as it is. Oh, for and fuck's sake. I haven't changed my behavior. Well, I have, but you know what I mean. Is like I do. Mm-hmm. Now, if we had a time machine, if, if like right now you changed the life expectancy to 50 years and gave me a time machine... Let's say you have a I time would... machine. Let's say you... Like, absolutely. Let's say that... You know, you are in your 20s now. But I'm not going to... I, I can't answer that. I've thought about it a lot. There is no real way for me to actually answer what would okay. I change differently. Okay, well, good, good. Um, mine, and we'll do Joe's last, yeah. mine is related to the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have risked more earlier. I look back when I was, and we all do this, but I look back when I was a kid and I was at that point in my life where I was beginning to really decide who I was and where I was going with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's funny, the things that, uh, the things that were um, important and, and terrifying then and like the, the reason, like, I mean, the reasons for not doing things or just like, you know, the big deals then I look back now and go, God, I would love for those to be my problems. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the problems I had when I was 17 years old, I'd love to have those problems now. I would kill to have those mm-hmm. problems now. Um, and everybody as they age says the same thing. But I think if I was younger, you know, if, if I knew that I had a much more finite amount of time, I feel like I would have risked more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I did a fair amount. Like, I, it's not like I, I lived in a shell, but I feel like I would have taken more chances. Yeah. Um, and this is what I say to you, and I've said this to you, like, you guys are, you know, at this age where you guys are, um, you know, you're just really hitting the cusp. Mm-hmm. And, Joe, you don't own anything. I mean, actually, though. You don't own anything, Mike. I would change, like, one thing, but it's related to number two, so I'm not going to. Okay. But there is... Sure. Time machine involved. Okay. You don't own anything. You don't have any direct responsibility. You haven't, um, I can say the same thing to you, Gonzo. You you guys haven't, nothing. So if you went out and you took a big risk, what's the worst that could happen? And I don't mean like going and like playing Russian roulette or like, you know, (laughs) having unprotected sex in Haiti or something like that. Apology to all our Haitian fans. Um, but I mean, like, you know, if you go, like, you know, it's, I'm going to move far away. And, okay, so let's say it doesn't work out. What happens? We can come home. Mm. You know, um, you know, and you're young. You've got plenty of time. Or I'm going to take this career path. Right. And you end up spending four years doing it. I hate it. Oh, you did four years. You're not even 30 yet. You can mm. start over, you know. So that's my big thing is I would have risked more mm-hmm. than I did. <clears throat> okay, so so you don't have anything else, Gonzo, except for that thing that's related to the second thing that you don't want to talk about. You probably you might have done that differently. Yep, that's Okay, it. good, mm-hmm. good. Okay. So, Doug, um, thank oh, you. On. I got oh. me. Oh, we haven't gone to you yet. I'm last. Um, go ahead. So let's see. Uh, 
I feel like if I grew up in a world where the life expectancy was 50, yeah. I probably would have made more bad decisions. Like high school me probably would have lasted longer because it would have <laughs> just been like, I'm only going to live 50 years. Might as well just like fuck everybody and have fun doing it. But I think if I had my brain sent back to like 10 year old me and had to live in a world where I knew I was probably going to go by 50, I probably would have been less of an asshole at that point in my life and I would have done more to um, live by the, the lesson that I recently learned of do the things that make you happy and don't worry about as don't have as much because if you're happy the people that truly care about you are also going to be happy I think Good answer. I would live Good by answer. that much more okay um, so that's our that's our, our our questions from Doug. Um, do you guys want to keep it going with a couple with a couple more questions before we finish up? Because we have some we we have some geek related questions, which yeah. is good. Um, Let's lighten it up a little bit. Our buddy Sam is always very good <coughs> for some questions, and um, I just want to say before we continue, um, as much as we love our regulars sending us questions, be it Austin or be it Doug or be it uh, Jackie Wheels mm-hmm. or things like that, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear you guys, you know, send in some questions. But in the meantime, we will go to Old Faithful. We'll talk to Sam, and Sam's uh, Sam's got two questions for us. Um, first one is uh, they're both kind of LARP related, uh, or Actually, not just LARP, LARP and tabletop RPG related. Um, his first one is, have you ever played in a role-playing game where players' characters were so interesting and well-crafted that you could imagine them making a movie or TV series around them and their exploits? Michael? Pass. I don't. I don't think... That I have no isn't acceptable. I question. mean, we're pretty cool in Estalia, but uh, that's the uh, setting I'm that I wrote. I'm pretty sure that that's only really interesting to like the six of us. Yeah, that's fine. Joseph, um, I think there are characters that I've seen people play and characters that I've written and have yet to use that would be. Interesting, not main characters, but maybe like little pop-up NPC type people in a video game, or like uh, you know the your your Gimli, not necessarily your Frodo. I think I've sure. I've seen a lot of characters like that. I don't know if I've I've seen someone or personally played someone who has been a this person should have a entire book series or movie franchise mm-hmm. based on them. I, I mean, think I, I, I would say, I think that the Estalia world, I've talked to friends about it because I, I get real excited after our games and, and my nerdy mm-hmm. friends do get like, Oh, I got to hear, I want to hear what happened in your story and things like that. So I think, I think there, there is an audience of people. And if we ever do get around to that 24 hour live stream, I think we could get some people watching it. And it's just a background. What they're talking I've about. Got, I've got friends at home who, cannot legitimately believe that we're going back to Daja for some fucking reason. <laughs> so because I told I them about this I told them about this from day one. And I believe that I was sitting down they want to start a quick one off game with them. Let me give a little and background I looked at them real quick. and I said, We're going back to Daja. And they all looked at me and said, 
Why? <laughs> so what they're talking about is they're talking about the campaign that I wrote um, for them um, based in a far off land that I invented when I was 12 called Astalia. And there, what Gonzo's talking about is there's this like evil devil city called yeah. Daja that our heroes kept keep getting involved with having to go back to and see why? horrible things. We don't, we, we, why? Dan and why? I had this conversation at the bar this weekend. We don't need to. I didn't, I didn't say you had to go. No. That's my and point. I think, I think character That's 100% my point. I think character decisions, Gonzo and Val are on the same page on that one. I think my personal, why are we going back to Daja and Harbeck's, we should do something to help our new party member create this homeland that he has envisioned is two very different mindsets. And okay. I think Dan is the same way where Dan is like, if we can make Daja a little less evil for Ari is like uh, all about it. But Dan himself is like, we're at fucking Daja. <laughs> yes. Guys, we fixed the problem the first time. You didn't like the fix. So we made it worse. And now we're going back to make it even worse again, probably. Okay. But they looked at me. They followed along with this, and they they legitimately are confused as to why. Why on earth are we going back there? They asked me specifically, hey, what about that one place? And I said, oh, Daja, I'm pretty sure we ended our last campaign going back to it. <laughs> well, planning a meeting to go Yeah, you haven't gone yet. So you still have time to talk them out of it, Mike. They're not going to listen to me. No. They don't listen to me. Um, as for me, have I Although ever... I'm right. Have I ever... Um, on something that would be a TV series or a movie. Um, I don't know, in the middle of writing something right now, which I think would make a really cool TV show. I, I feel like most characters that I've run into, people playing characters, characters that people have come up with, are tropey as fuck. And the problem with tropes is, well, they exist already in all the media sure. anyhow. So. Sure. Like, I could say, yeah, let's see a movie about Valeric, except that movie's just called Constantine. <laughs> to an extent, yeah. It const we, we, Constantine, if played by Richard O'Brien. <laughs> so let's actually... Shaved Keanu. There you go, Shaved Keanu. So let's move on to the next, last of Sam's questions. This will be our last question tonight. Um, Good, because I keep eating this mic cover. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Uh, his second question is, back in England, I used to play regularly in a festival LARP setting um, that was set in like a D&D &D universe with a couple of thousand players at each, each event. These festivals are gigantic. Right. Um, I would often find myself meeting people normally wearing impressive costuming, playing incredible characters. And I would think to myself, find myself thinking, damn, they are hot. <laughs> but then I'd meet them after the Yay, game. Sam. Yeah. But then I'd meet them after the game and f after the game had finished and see them in their normal clothes, just playing themselves. And the whole spark was gone. And I realized I was only actually attracted to them when they were playing that particular character. Also, I've had this with movies. For example, I've never found Brad Pitt to be attractive, but Tyler Durden in Fight Club pushes all the right buttons. Have you guys ever experienced this in LARP? movies or in the theater what would you attribute it to so is this when we talk about joe's fetish for uh <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should leave that till uh, grouching after dark i mean uh that feels like... well have you gonzo ever mm -hmm. been in one of those situations either in role-playing or at fair or in movies or in the theater where 
someone has played a character really well and you've gotten kind of turned on to them or you really like them and then when you meet them, the real them, there's you mean they're how, kind of a dumb shit and you don't like them. You mean like uh, a couple or at least one... Um, I'm not going to get, again, into specifics because, uh, yeah. So, like a couple of those bad decisions I've been prone to making. Sure. Okay. Let's, sure. Let's call those. And those came from, you know, you met someone in a certain setting with a character, and then when you got yeah, to know them, it was kind of another, like, another, And yeah. then it turns out that actually, no, I like yeah, so anyway, Joe's nodding vigorously over there, though. Oh, yeah, or was oh, that about me? No, I, I, I thought of it. Go for like it. Thinking about, Go so, for it. Uh, Listen, I'm buying you time, so. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I, I realize that I've had, like, insubstantial answers to half of these, except for Austin's question. Yeah, but you know what it does? It, it creates an air of mm-hmm. mystery about you, and people are like, I want to know more about Gonzo. I don't think think anybody says that um, I, I don't even think that after that one episode we did that was quote unquote about me I don't think anybody wanted to know I think you'd be surprised yeah I, um, I don't well, you know read what, the though? social media well, you, you know what though you don't you don't read the social media people have commented yeah. that I, I can show them to you that they think you're a great addition to the show and that they wish you were in every in every episode and that's true yeah I know it's how I feel mm-hmm. and that's how Joe feels oh yeah so there you go. But but Joe. So, <laughs> I mean. Exactly. You two and probably a, a chunk of the audience are aware that there are uh, costumes that, that intrinsically make human beings more attractive. <laughs> but also, so th- I was thinking about, has there ever been someone who, in like doing a show or something like that? Because I wasn't even thinking of like a show setting. I was thinking, like he said, of like RPG LARP type thing. I wasn't yeah, even could, thinking of like someone in a show. And theater's then, a good one. Um, Cosplay, too. The, yeah. Sure. The second sure. time I did Into the Woods when I was in college. I've had several cosplay crushes um, that turned out to be actually this person's kind of a piece of shit, but in this character, but that's a perfect it, example. Perfect. But that's a perfect example of what, of what uh, Sam's talking about. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, so the second time I did, Into see, the you're giving. Yeah. You're giving. Yeah. Yeah. Just never on my turn. Um, I have to interrupt. <laughs> but that's okay. It's a conversation. Yeah. It's not an interview. This is what grouching is all. About. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Um, the uh, fair, so this is why we started it. This is how our conversations yeah, roll. Yes. The uh, the baker's wife in Into the Woods is one of those characters that I've always been sort of in love with. Sure. Um, <laughs> Even though she fucking cheats on the guy, uh, cheats on the baker right before she gets squashed. There's just there's something about Into her. Into the Woods to kill a child. <laughs> there's something about her that I just I find incredibly attractive. And so the second time I did it, I was in college, and um, the girl playing the baker's wife. I sort of hung out with a little bit, and she was not the most interesting person. She wasn't really a decent person. She wasn't even that attractive. But when we were on stage together, and I would watch, I, I was playing Cinderella's father, so I got to watch a lot of the show because I right. just sat in the background. And then when I was on stage, I just got to stumble around and pretend to be drunk. Um, pretend, yes. And uh, this was before I started drinking in my life. Um, so and you were in college. I didn't. That, that's a long story. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I'm glad but, uh, you've made up for so much lost time, um, Joe. But hey, uh, Lent's almost over, buddy. Yeah. It is. Um, but um, she and I ended up. The first time I ever got drunk, she and I ended up hooking up at the cast party, and it was basically because 
she played the baker's wife and I was into it when she played the baker's <laughs> wife. And then we hung out like one time after that and um wasn't into it anymore. So I will give you an exact opposite one. Okay. I'll turn it on its ear. Um my friend Sarah used to play a character at Vampire, and I hated her. Was it Vampire? Yeah, I think it was. It was Vampire. I hated her. I Is this that hated story? her. No. I hated her so much. And then I went to an event where um, it was an event. It was a, a convention event at a hotel. And for one reason or another, we were hanging out in a hotel room, me and her and actually her husband, who's now her husband, love porn, her boyfriend. And we're hanging out waiting for something. And we all got to talking. And then I realized this they're, girl's really uh, fucking cool. Like, she's really cool. I thought her, you were going to say they were propositioning for a devil's threesome. Nope. No, no. There's there's nothing dirty at all. No, no. Um, and now she's, you know, like. She's a she's a close friend. Like we were very good friends, and like later we played role playing game characters where we like were together. Uh-huh. But um, I remember just I, I, I don't know if I hated her as much as I really just didn't like her. I, I shouldn't okay. say hated. I've only actively hated a couple of people in my mm-hmm. life, so I certainly didn't hate her. But I did not like her. Like her character pissed me off. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know her. So when she was around, you know, if I you know I only saw her usually at vampire games. So I'd see her. It's like ah, oh, this fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. But then once we got like. 15 minutes to actually start talking and stuff like that. It's like, oh no, this, this, this lady's really cool. And so, you know, throwing it, has the other thing happened where I've been attracted to somebody and something? Yes. I was very similar story to you. I was very, I I really liked this girl that was in a show. Mm -hmm. It was the lead of the show and I was in a show with her and, um, I really liked her and it turned out she was just a despicable human being. Yeah. Like, and we, we didn't hook up, mm-hmm. but like I got to know her. Of course you didn't. Your wife just walked into the room. <laughs> oh no, my wife has heard a bunch of things. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Jamie. Ladies Hi, Jamie. and gentlemen, uh, special guest, usual special guest, favorite of the show, Jamie. Hi. How are you, Jamie? I'm good. How are you? I got Fine, a thanks. hug. Yes, Gonzo got a hug. Well, Gonzo deserves hugs. Yeah, um, a good hug. And if Gonzo was, you know, here for more recordings, he would get more hugs. I'm sorry, Gonzo was in Tech Week. Okay. <laughs> so we're just getting ready to wrap the show up. But uh, hey, Jane, we'll ask you a question that Sam asked us. Um, have you ever uh, experienced in either like watching a movie or being in a show or working on a show where you've really liked, like kind of like liked a character, like, you know, like kind of like, oh, he's kind of cute or things like that. And then when you met them in real life or met, you know, heard about them in real life, they turned out to be just like, you just didn't like them at all. And they're fucking despicable. Or I'll even give it conversely. You ever hate somebody in a show or in a movie or like someone you were in a show with, they hate their character, but when you met them, they were really fucking cool. I mean, I'm sure I have. I just can't think of any off the top of my head. But I'm sure, like... Thanks, Gonzo Part 2. Oh, shit. Did you say the same thing? No, but... Sorry. No, but just... No, it, it was just another question. Hmm. You can't think of anybody. I feel like we could, you know, bring this back to Ron Perlman. But you oh, love Ron Perlman. Perlman. I love Ron Perlman. No, she, yeah. you, you love Ron Perlman I've since old, Beauty I've, and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast? Absolutely. <laughs> I no. mean, Friday nights, no, when we, I was, like, 
eight. We just have we have a running joke with Ron Perlman about oh. Ron Perlman. How we're this trying is to amazing. we're trying to get him to well, we're trying, trying to get him to be on the show. To show up. Oh, he should totally show up. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You hear that, Ron? Ron Perlman, I love you. <laughs> so you can't. I will th- hug you as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can't think of any any any. any um, we're putting you on the spot. I, I mean, know. you are. You're so good at doing that. Yes, um, we'll be on the spot too. What a jerk. So, guys. You don't have to answer the question, but okay. I, and I've brought this up to Jamie. What do you guys think? I'm going to do a show, and we're going to interview Jamie. Just interview Jamie. We're going to interview Jamie. Um, we might be able to find Let's other people as well, but it's mostly Jamie about um, being a like a gaming widow. So pretty much the non-geek husband of like a gamer, and how like mm-hmm. you know we like you're his husband now of my wife, yeah, um, and how um, you know while we're doing all this shit, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not into it. Yeah. And like how it has affected her life. Cause you can't look at me and tell me that my, my stupid hobby hasn't affected your life considerably. I mean, I'm sure it has in some ways. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. But not as much as you probably think. Don't you think that would be a good episode, I though? I think it would be a good episode. I mean, I could at least Plus, get a half, I like talking to Jamie. Yeah. I could at least get a half an hour out of it. I mean, at least 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, you bring Siobhan, too. There you go. Yeah, but Siobhan, but Siobhan games. She used to game, yeah. She games. Yeah, but that's now true. she hangs out with you when we game. Well, that's true, but... <laughs> well... We are, we are people. So, thank you for well, thank being on the show for a second. Thanks for having oh, me. We love you. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> Yay. Yay, Jamie. All right. Okay, bye. So, I, I guess we're going to... F- two of the three Baker's Wives that have been... Yeah, well, you, did, you certainly didn't hang... You certainly didn't hook up with the third one. Nope. Um, all right, so... Like that. We're gonna call like this. That, yeah. We're gonna call this a show. Um, <clears throat> this is like classic couch crowd. Yeah, this was good. This, this was good. good. And this was this is gonna be over an hour and forty minutes, which is exciting. I don't know that I have anything to say after the sign off today. <laughs> this is disgruntling. Well, you got a couple of minutes. Yeah, a couple of seconds. Um, okay, so needless to say, um, the show is better. Hi, dog. The. Sh- Hello, doggy. Hi, doggy. Um, the show is... Let's watch The Room. <laughs> okay. Again. The show is better when you guys provide our content yeah. for us. Because we can... If we come up with stuff, we end I up... I had a 17,000-word treatise on Batman v Superman that they will never hear. Yeah. And, and you know, what, yeah, if you give us... If you let us come up with too much, we'll hang ourselves the rope. Oh, so, yeah. you know... No, really. All, all joking aside, beautiful. we would love to. We would love for you guys to send us more questions, send yeah. us more ideas for the show. Like how Zack Snyder uses horses as shorthand for terrorism. <laughs> yes, um, I will tell you that I do have a couple more interview segments lined up at some point. So if these guys decide not to not to do it, I can do these interview segments. We can also do these interview segments with somebody. You know, mm-hmm. with, you know, with the three of us here. So those are coming up. But if you guys have ideas or things you want to talk about, we would love to uh, to do that. And in order to do that, your way of doing that is, of course, how, Joe? Uh, you can tweet us at Couch Grouches on Twitter. You can email us at couchgrouches at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Send us a message there. That's uh, the Couch Grouches page on Facebook. Or uh, if you really want to get a question out there or get a topic out there and you really want us to hit it as soon as possible, give us a five-star review on iTunes and uh, post it in your review. And write, we'll, it, uh, write it down on a piece of virgin parchment and uh, <laughs> anoint it with your own blood, then burn it under the full moon, and uh, we will not answer it. <laughs> we do not actually live in a world where that works. As far as we know. 
It has not worked for me yet. yet. <laughs> I will continue to try and keep you updated on the progress, but uh, so far, yeah. no. We'll we call it Gonzo's Black Magic Corner. <laughs> no. What have the demons told you today, Gonzo? Nothing, because it still hasn't worked. <laughs> well, I think that's a great place to call it. Um, so I guess we're going to call this a day. Again, give us a contact. We'd love to hear from you. And please, iTunes guys, get on it. Yeah, we need you. We need you a lot. Um, all right. So we're going to call that for Couch Grouches. Uh, this is Jim. I'm Joe. I'm Gonzo. Fuck on, audience. What do you think would happen if you burped and farted at the same time? <laughs> That's thanks to JP. He, he said that one. <laughs> <laughs>